Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag NBA. Shooting the three. Up, go on! Rattles in! Tie game at 52. Middleton shot it over Bridges. Holiday against Payne. Down to Giannis. Wide open slam it with the left hand. Mid-range two for the lead. Good! Middleton! 101, 99 bucks, 90 seconds to go in the game. Comes around. Booker driving. Lobbed to Aiden. Knocked away by the Bucks. Giannis did it. Just a hustle play. I thought I'm going to get dunked on, to be honest with you. But going down the stretch, just do whatever you know it takes to win the game. You know, I saw the play coming. So that uh, Chris, Chris Paul was throwing the lob. So I'm, like, I just, I'm just going to jump vertical, you know, towards the rim. Hopefully, I can you know, be there in time. I was there in time and was able to get a good block and uh, go down and get two points. That's the signature play of Game 4. The Bucks finished the game on a 19-8 run. They were chasing the Suns all night, and they caught them in the final five minutes, and they went a 109-103 to tie the series at two games apiece. Definitely feels like opportunity lost for the Suns, PK. Oh, no, not at all. You don't think so? No. They had a great chance to go they up 3-1. They should have gotten blown out, and they didn't. No, not at all. They shot 78 field goals, and Milwaukee shot 97. Yes. That's a massive difference. Absolutely. And you barely lost the game. 17 offensive rebounds, only five for the Suns, and you barely lost the game. Uh, five turnovers for the Bucks and 17 turnovers for the Suns, and you barely lost the game. That's where the extra shots came from, the combination of the turnovers and the offensive rebounds. I thought the play of the game was Chris Paul stumbling over himself. A big one. I mean, how many times is that going to happen? That was the signature play for me. So, no, I sure, every game that you lose is an opportunity lost, but it's not like they're behind the eight ball and just, oh, my gosh. I mean, No, they're they, not behind the eight ball. I don't believe that. They didn't. They lost a game. Milwaukee lost two games. It was, it was an opportunity lost for Milwaukee. And the thing about this, I don't think either of these teams are great. And I say consistently, if you need home court, you're not good enough. Well, I don't think either of these teams are good enough. So home court <laughs> might, might, might prevail. Matter. Yes. Since there's no dominant club. This might be, exactly. This might be the one time that, and it's been more than one, but, but it's another still example. Outlier. It's a rare thing when there's no road wins. And there yeah. still may be one. There might be, yeah. Uh, so when you look at this, uh, yeah, they blew it. They lost an opportunity, but I don't. I don't. That's think what I'm saying. But the Milwaukee lost the opportunities too. So it, it, it's, you you put it in a negative light. I didn't think in the first three games it was just so decisive. I don't think anybody felt like we should have won that and got away. I mean, you can say we should have played better, but when you're losing by double digits. This one, the Suns, there were just so many times it's like, okay, here's the spurt. They're up by five or seven. Here they go. Nope, the Bucks reel them right back in. But if you get outshot by that discrepancy, 97 That's a big deal. to 78, yeah. you'll lose every time. You would think so. So it really wasn't this great opportunity. They should have been blown out. 
Game 5, Saturday night in Phoenix on ABC. Tip-off set for 7 o'clock. And the other NBA news, the Nuggets assistant Wes Unseld Jr., Milwaukee Bucks assistant Darvin Ham, reportedly the two frontrunners in the Wizards coaching search. Wes Unseld Jr., Michael Malone Jr., <laughs> uh, who's the other guy? Bickerstaff Jr. Yes. Gosh, man. J.B. Bickerstaff. I just... And my father was a janitor. I'm so pissed at him. Yep. <laughs> Dad, why couldn't you coach in the NBA? Could I could have been door. rich, too. Yeah. <laughs> I was watching a thing before the game. I, I can't watch pregame shows. They just bore me to tears. I was watching the baseball network, and they had a little thing on uh, Fernando Tatis. And uh, they told his brother, I think his brother's uh, Elijah, what do you think about this after he signs the two uh, the the, the what the 13 year deal was it mm-hmm. uh, he says oh man he's rich <laughs> <laughs> good observation <laughs> good on Wes Unseld Jr. The Wizards' Bradley Beal has entered a health and safety protocols at Team USA camp. USA Basketball announced the players entered the protocols, didn't name him, but Beal, who played 30 minutes in Team USA's win over Argentina Tuesday, expected to have more clarity on his status come later today. There are multiple reports emerging naming Beal as the player who's in the protocols. Joe Ingles, who plays for Australia, and Australia plays the United States Friday, Joe will join us coming up at 9.05 live from Las Vegas. So stay tuned for more on that. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. It's a 2016 black Mercedes. Richard, please stop. Richard, please stop. Please stop. Is that a sedan SUV? It's it's just a black sedan Mercedes SUV. Okay. He's not going to be able to get out the gate. I cut it off. That's a portion of the 911 call that Richard Sherman's wife made. The free agent cornerback is facing several charges, including one on suspicion of burglary domestic violence after he was arrested at his wife's parents' residence in Redmond, Washington. Early yesterday morning, the Redmond Police Department chief, Daryl Lowe, said at a news conference Wednesday that Sherman also faces charges of suspicion of resisting arrest and malicious mischief. In addition, Washington State Patrol Captain Ron Mead said at a news conference that his department is also ready to refer Sherman to prosecutors for possible misdemeanor DUI and hit and run charges related to a separate incident on Wednesday. He had minor lacerations, lower leg and ankle was treated at a local hospital as a result of contact from a police dog, which was used in his apprehension. This story breaking yesterday, PK, and I had never even heard of the charge of burglary domestic violence. Okay. Apparently breaking <laughs> into the house in a violent and scary situation. So, wait to see how that plays out. He's a free agent, so he's in his 30s now. I think he's 33, turning 34. So, see oh, if I he's back he's in the 33. league. He's 33 now. Yeah. And the wife of Steelers quarterback, Dwayne Haskins, faces a domestic violence charge stemming from an assault, alleged assault involving Haskins that occurred in the Las Vegas hotel room earlier this month. She faces a felony charge of battery and domestic violence, resulting in bodily harm stemming from the alleged altercation on July 3rd at the Cosmopolitan. She's accused of punching Haskins in the mouth, and other injuries Haskins reportedly suffered were substantial in nature, including a split upper lip and missing tooth. Yeah. 
two court cases to follow in the NFL offseason, assuming he gets to court in both those cases. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. Construction crews in San Diego celebrated the traditional topping out ceremony at the new Aztec Stadium in the shadow of the rubble of Qualcomm Stadium. They host the final steel beam into place top one of the scoreboard frames. They got 14 months now to finish the stadium before the season opener with Arizona. The Utes play them this year, but they're going to play them in Carson, California, in the soccer stadium there where the Chargers played as well. So we'll be there, but that's talking to some Aggie people. It's supposed to be a nice stadium. The Aggies will be down there soon enough to play in that. Nebraska's not got a new AD. Trev Alberts, who was at Nebraska-Omaha, is the school's athletic director. Seems like pretty mixed response to that, PK. That guy's a lightning rod wherever he goes. Some people love it. He's been an AD. He's trained for this moment. Or people hate it because he dropped football at Nebraska-Omaha. I wish him the best. Clemson defensive coordinator Brent Venables once again became the highest paid assistant football coach in the country. Clemson's Board of Trustees Compensation Committee approved a contract extension that will pay him $2.5 million a year through 2026. Steve Sarkeesian and Kevin Steele made $2.5 million as the highest paid assistants last year. Sark was the offensive coordinator at Bama. Obviously, he's head coach of Texas now. And Auburn. Well, they got a new coaching staff, too. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. His greatest asset is his arm to the Angels. But I never thought he was going to hit 33 home runs in the first half of a season. So he doesn't have enough reps and doesn't have enough time to put into pitching. That's how talented he is. But his arm would be the best arm in the American League if all he did was pitch. I'm confident of that. I stand behind that statement. That's John Smoltz, the former Atlanta Brave star, on Shohei Otani's value to the Angels. The phrase is do it all, PK, and it probably gets overused, but it's fitting with Otani right now. He's not going to win a gold glove. He's not going to do it all. He can do it all. He's not going to win a gold glove. Second half of the Major League Baseball season gets underway tonight. The Red Sox and the Yankees play 5 o'clock tonight. Helping get that thing started. Sweet. Toronto Blue Jays won't find out by this weekend whether they'll get permission from the federal government to play in Canada soon. According to multiple reports, team spokesman said the club continues to work towards playing games at the Rogers Center starting July 30th. This month, huh? They're hoping. End of the month. Okay, that'd be cool. Administrative leave for Dodger pitcher Trevor Bauer has been extended for nearly two weeks now. It had been going a week at a time, but now it's two weeks to July 27th. The move pushes Bauer's leave past a scheduled July 23rd hearing for domestic violence restraining order filed by a woman in L.A. County Superior Court. You have said this before, but not everybody hears every segment. You want to... Well, they, they hear every word I every say. Every word you say. Every breath I take. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Sting. <laughs> well, what I heard is that he's done with the Dodgers. So we can extend this leave and keep extending it. Was this the second or third extension? Yeah. I think it's the third time it's yeah. the second extension. Okay. So I think it was one week, one week, and two weeks. So I think we're going on a month now. Yeah. I don't know that he'll play in the big leagues. But but you weren't told that. You were just no. told about the Dodgers. Right. right. Salt Lake Bees are in Tacoma opening a series tonight. They got a double header. Starts at 7 o'clock. And you can listen to Steve Klauke on the call right here on the Zone Sports Network. 
What is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There's no job too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call them at 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up at 8 o'clock, Brian Taylor, Real Golf Radio, is going to join us to talk about the Open Championship. And you're not getting off the hook here. Why? Because if Usain wins, I'm claiming it. <laughs> there is no way in hell you, you were going to pick him. I was too. You were not. You uh, were not. You, come on, Yach. He I don't gonna, think he was. Yeah. <laughs> I brought it up. Hold on. He's I, a former Open winner who's, oh, hey, I'm picking him. And he's gap tooth. And actually, he's been playing I, well. I, I thought I could get him in the third round. It was actually, So I brought it up. And then he says he's going to take it. It was a pretty savvy call on your part to see if you could steal him in the third round. I thought I would get him. Yeah, I thought so, too. And, and it's my benevolence, my kindness, because he's leading right now. He's six under yeah, through 16. Rolling. He is rolling. And I'm not, not my benevolence, because I always think I'm the smartest guy in the room, so I let the other guys go first. You know. So you can talk trash when you win. That's your big thing. Somebody must have done that to you early in life that scarred you because you always you. go to that. It was you. It was not, what have I won? What have my teams won? That'd be approximately nothing. You did it with <laughs> this, with Tiger. You literally said that. <laughs> well, I know I told you Tiger was done, and then the one time he wins, I told you he was going to win. I right. Blind <laughs> squirrel. Come and on. And you also said... <laughs> I went last. I let you losers pick. Come on. <laughs> Why? I mean, we should have rotated because there's no way you were going to take. We can rotate if you want. There's no way. I want you to rotate. Yeah, turn around. There was no way you were going to. He pick just birdied season. 16. He's got the lead by one shot over Jordan Spieth. Is at five under. There's a group of four guys, including Stuart Sink. At four under. Who's won the British before. And there's another big group of golfers at three under. Well, <laughs> you, you win nothing on set on nope. Thursday, but. DJ's you, two under. Oosthuizen was my my dark horse, and you just happened to pick my dark horse after I bring it up. Victor Hovland shot a two under 68 to get things rolling. Exposed. Also coming up. I'll give you After a half. Brian Taylor at 8 o'clock. Craig Bullerjack at 8.30. And then Joe Ingles at 9 o'clock. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. The Big Show. The Big Show. With Jake Scott and Gordon Monson. I never thought Notre Dame would ever play the home game. It owes BYU. Be a reason. They're Notre Dame. They don't really have to. They but why'd they sign the contract in the first place? They're supposed to hold up your end of the deal. One time I went to Ocean City with a bunch of my friends. A bunch of people were walking by. And we got to change into our beach gear. And so a couple of the guys were holding towels up. All of a sudden, one of them dropped the towel. You're not holding up your end of the deal here. We held up the towel for you. Now Notre Dame is dropping the towel. And there BYU sits naked as can be. Oh, that was a long way to go to get there. The point is, Notre Dame should live up to that deal. Catch the Big Show weekdays from 2 to 7. Presented by Big O' Tires. The team you trust. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK brought to you in part by Davis Vision. The Davis Vision Summer LASIK Sale is going on now. Get rid of those contacts and glasses and save $1,000. Start your road to better vision at Davis Vision. Check them out at davisvisionmd.com or call them today at 801-253-2080. That's Davis Vision. 
All right, time for the question of the morning. Got a couple of them actually for you, and we'll start with the game last night. How glad are you that the series is tied 2-2? And Jada Butter says, I'm enjoying the series. I don't really care who wins, but it has been fun to watch a bunch of players play for their first title. Likes the fresh faces. Gwen says, I'm totally rooting for the Bucks. Chris Paul's not my fave. So it was fun last summer in the bubble to watch Anthony Davis go first to first title? <laughs> I bet it wasn't. He's a Laker. <laughs> no. I don't buy it. The big eye-opener for me is how jealous some Jazz fans are of the Suns. I was surprised about that. Brad, I'm rooting for the Bucks. I can't stand Chris Paul. Chris Paul's done nothing to deserve your hatred. Donna, it should be the Jazz. There it is. But you lost. All female jazz fans everywhere. If there was truth and justice in the world. Thomas, sorry, just got back from camping. The playoffs are still going. Oh, you knew that. That's why you wanted to get on Facebook and comment on that. I'm not watching. I'm ignoring. Well, when you're telling us that, nobody believes it. (laughs) If you ignore something, that's just it. You don't tell us you're ignoring it. By telling us, you're not ignoring it. I don't buy it. Nonsense. Guaranteed six, we might get seven. And we just got the most entertaining game of the series. So I like it. You're glad it's 2-2, aren't you? Me? Yeah. Personally? Yes. More hoops. Drama. Pressure. I suppose, but whether it ended in five or six or seven, there's been no sporting event, and certainly at the pro levels, ever changed my life. Agreed. Uh, If it's on, I'll watch it. If not, I'll find something else to do. (laughs) Watch something else. Uh, I mean, I enjoyed watching the game. It was entertaining, yeah. I just look at sports to me is entertainment, nothing more, nothing less. And and that that had it. So what I was looking for, I got out of it. If it but I could find entertainment in a four oh sweep. Now I get your theory, more games. I understand that. And more pressure, bigger games. I mean, you'll watch Game 4 at a 3-0, but at 3-0, you're also pretty sure what's gonna happen. Yeah, sure. I I, I get that. But I wouldn't say I'm glad. Uh, you know, it's going down Thursday. Either way, if not sooner, you know, Tuesday or Thursday, we're going to have a conclusion. Uh, for me, uh, I'm looking forward to see what the Jazz do in the off season. That's the number one thing that I care about the most. So I'm, I'm really intrigued to see where they go. Uh, and so the way I look at this since we obsess about the Jazz uh, for obvious reasons, that to me, I want to get to that. So get this thing over so I can get to that, to see where they go on that and start hearing all the rumors and then find out what they're going to do. But in the interim, sure, go seven. More games, more potential for entertainment. See who's clutch. Chris Middleton obviously was big-time clutch. You know, every time you, you spoke to it, every time the Jet or the uh, Suns would start to pull away, it seemed like Middleton would make a huge three. 
and got to give him credit, man. He played great. So from that perspective, sure, I like it. I expect he's a guy who will come up big. His numbers, uh, he has had his biggest game scoring late in series. And he got good late in the uh, Atlanta at 32 in the closeout game there. And had 38 when they had to beat Brooklyn in game six. I would so I wonder say, if he's got another big game in him in this I think series. he does, because I wouldn't say occasionally. I would say frequently, but I wouldn't say always. Right. So I'd put him on the next level. You know, not the average guy, but not the true superstar. And that's a pretty good level to be at, though. Right. And he had he had 23 in the overtime game seven with the Nets. Not off the charts, but solid. Yeah, yeah, he's a fine player. Yeah, no doubt. Second round pick, I think, too. But they needed that 40 out of him, mm-hmm. yeah. and they got it. And they needed a 14-point fourth quarter out of him, and they got it. Yeah. But, you know, let's see what he can do when there's uh, 18,000 yelling ahead. against him and all that stuff. But yep. yeah, he's a nice player, man. No, no, no doubt about it. I'd like to have him on my team. He can make a shot. You need shot makers in this league, obviously. And he can do it. You know, I'd rather have him shooting the ball from the perimeter than Antetokounmpo. I mean, that, it's obvious, <laughs> Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Well, and the ball goes to his hand. And that's no knock on, on Yanni. Right. Because he has a skill set that is extremely talented, too. But from a perimeter standpoint, I'd rather have Middleton take the shot. He'd be the number one guy, the number one option on that team. If I can't get the ball into the, the great spinner <laughs> when he does his moves, you know, and the next thing you know, he's dunking it. Giannis made some pretty sweet passes in that game last night, too. Fine player, man. No, no doubt no about look, it. No look into the corner and got Connaughton in the wide open three. Sure, 18 assists. Or eight, excuse eight, me. Eight, yes, eight, eight. Eight. I was looking at the boards. I have the box score in front of me. 14 boards. Oh, yeah, 26, 14, 8, three steals, two blocks. That's a massive game. <laughs> Just filling it up. Yeah, right. And again, only two three-pointers. Of course, he missed them both. All right. What's the streak at now for him and missed threes? Well, as long as he's 0 for 2, 0 for 1, it can continue forever. <laughs> That's the opposite of what Quinn Snyder would say. I'd rather have you go, uh, you know, 2 for 10. To me, I'd rather have him go 0 for 2 than 1 for 8. He is 2 for 11 from 3 in the series right now. Well, and, and in the wins, he has barely shot him. <clears throat> I, I don't want to see him shoot him. It's just not o, his skill set. 0 for 4 in the wins. You can't, you can't have every skill set. And he just doesn't have that. So what? I can live with it. All right. As Bowler would say, and he'll be here at 8.30 to say it, buckle up. Here comes Rick the dishwasher. Rick, good morning. Morning, DJ. All right, DJ. I'm going to lay a two-minute pitch on you and PK. You're on the clock. I'm going to hold you to it. Okay, I ran this by Colin Coward up at the golf course the other day. You name dropped. No, he loved it. No, he's good at analogies and logic. He loved it. He wants to use it. All right, here's my pitch. I used an old Utah story. Okay, 20 years ago, when the Jazz were in the championship run, I used to get irate at Jerry Sloan because of his old school ways. I saw the analytics of the three long before it came when Steph Curry came. Because Jerry Sloan would not let his players take threes, and he would not let them defend the three. Because in that quote, Jerry Sloan would say, last time I knew, easier to take a two-footer than a 24-footer. We now know the logic of PPP 
for the three versus the two is so out of whack, we have no mid-range game anymore because it makes no sense to have Matt Harpering run through three picks and take a 10-footer at 46% when you can shoot the corner three. Every team has at least one player that can make the corner three, which is uh, 12 to 14 inches shorter, at 50%. Ten shots at 50% is six more points than ten shots from 2%, which makes this ugly game... We now have every offense has two guys that stand in the corner, take a breather, shoot threes, and play defense, which means we now have four guys around the perimeter standing around. We're taking early shots, which is why Darren Williams made Jerry Sloan quit because Jerry didn't see the logic in shooting early and shooting more threes. So now we have this ugly game. How do we fix that? It's not just simple move the three out. 30 seconds. What you got... What you got to do is get rid of the corner three. How do you do that? You make the three-point shot a true arc now, which would bring the line out. You have to extend the width of the court three feet. By getting rid of that three-point, not getting rid of it, it'll bring down the percentage from 36.5 down to about 33%, which makes it on par with the two, and you now have a purpose for Carl Malone in the block you now have a, a purpose for a point guard being a true point guard and distributing the ball. The number one purpose of a point guard now is, number one, he better be able to shoot the three. Number two, he better be able to penetrate and pop it out. And that fixes the game because I guarantee within three years, every single NBA team will be shooting 80% of their shots from three-point land because it makes no sense. Mark, Matt Harpering would not make an NBA team, and he was an all-star one year, because there's absolutely no point for a guy taking mid-range shots, and we got this ugly game now. What do you think? I wouldn't rule it out. Uh, I've thought about that arc, and are they going to move the three-point line back? I don't know that they're going to make the courts wider. That seems like a bit of a reach. Well, no, you have to, to, to make the arc a true arc. And, and you're right, it gets rid of one level of seats, which is money. Right. But I see the NBA game getting very ugly very quick. Because remember, we're developing six foot eleven guys to shoot the three at age five. So they can shoot it way better. You know five-year-olds are a 6'11"? That is awesome. Well, no, I'm just saying your center... In our day, PK, if the big guy shot a three-point line, you got in fights with him because what's He's your tired lazy butt doing He's out here shooting three? Uh, yeah, anyway, I mean, obviously it's changed. I totally evolved. agree on that. Yeah, there's it's no evolved. doubt about that. Yeah. All right, well, you, you, actually, you actually transitioned yeah. us to the next topic. Thanks for the call, Rick. Um, Rick, who foresaw where the three-pointer was going and the analytics ahead of it all. I love that. Uh, you've got another question up here on Facebook. The NBA is talking about making changes to the regular season. What do you want? And Rick wants that three-point line and the wider court. I do not think that Matt Harpering made an all-star team. I'm looking. So be accurate. Good. He made All Star team once. Now maybe he did, but it wasn't the uh, East or Western Conference All Stars. Uh, change the court, though. That seems radical. I, people throw it out there every once in a while, change and it does seem radical. I don't think it'll happen. I don't. I, I don't think there's any momentum for that right now. Change the dimensions of the court. I, I must have missed that. I've heard. I haven't heard that one. You know, raise the basket a foot or whatnot. You've heard that more often. Yeah. Uh, 
Uh, you know, Adam Silver was talking about that last night. Uh, I think it was more of uh, stuff like this some in-season tournament. So you, there's more to shoot for than the title. I don't get it. I appreciate teams or leagues trying to improve themselves uh, and maybe give it a shot. But there's one thing. The American player wants one thing. The NBA title. Yeah. The foreign player wants one thing. Olympic gold medal. Yeah. And that'll always be that way. It doesn't mean they don't want the other thing. But if they can only choose one, I believe, this is just me speaking, and I could be totally off base. It won't be the first, won't be the last. I believe the American-born Donovan Mitchell wants one thing, and that's the NBA title. If he can only have one thing, the foreign-born guy with his national team wants the other thing. It's not right or wrong. It's just doesn't, and it doesn't mean they don't want the other thing, and they don't ball out for the other what, thing I when think, it comes. I think it was Giannis, although I could be wrong, but I think it was Giannis who was asked, and he said about picking. He said, "Well, if I had to pick it, it'd be gold." He says, "But if I get gold, I want both." <laughs> so it's to your point. But you think about it: which one's harder to get? Well, if you're an American, it's harder to get the NBA title. If you can make the Olympic team, you can get gold. The U.S. has won gold three times in a row. But they're not because they're, they lost that exhibition game the other night. I mean, and we and you 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 pitched a fit about it, and you did nothing, nothing this morning about the ladies losing to the uh, All Star team in the WNBA. You just totally ignored that. And yeah, sure, fine. Same principle, and it didn't mean anything to you. Whereas me, I was sweating that thing last night, thinking, "Oh my gosh, they're going to lose the gold now." And you just totally blow it off this morning. And you didn't tweet about it. The Australian thing, you were nonstop Twitter. I had to defollow you because you were just clogging up my arteries and my Twitter account. (laughs) What am I? Sausage and gravy for breakfast. (laughs) Your arteries and your Twitter. Yes, yes. You got my blood boiling. You were clogging up my arteries. Exactly, precisely. Thank you. Eat more grapes. Uh, something in the skin of the, not the green grapes, the uh, the purple ones. So. Declogged your artery. But I get your point. If you're just going to go, uh, like, on, on paper, it's, it's much easier to get this or get that. Right. And I just but think for the foreign player, to get an Olympic gold is really hard. <laughs> the U.S. wins them all. It's about time you've come around. Three in a row, six out of seven. So. I don't see this in in season tournament, but if you want to give it a shot, I'm all for trying stuff, and then you could change it back. The, 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 there's two problems with it. One, because there's no tradition in it. Why is everyone going to be up for it, or is this going to well, be the throw easiest? More money at these guys who are already insanely be, rich. And so I don't know if that'll do it. Is this going to be the <laughs> easiest thing for Kawhi Leonard to duck out of? Even easier in the regular season. Right. And then the other thing is the clearly. You know, the four games and five nights, and guys get worn down, so they've gone away from that. It's just if you stop down the regular season to play another tournament, how are you going to fit all these games in? Isn't it just going to – I think they're doing the right thing by getting away from the congested schedule, but this is just going to congest the schedule. So I don't don't see how they're going to work around it, and maybe they are. I haven't sat down with a calendar and tried to figure it out. I leave that to other people. You do? I do. Well, do they know that you are allowing them to do that? You leave that to other people? Oh, stop. 
I don't doubt that Locke comes on the air and is like, well, if you start on this day, then you could. I don't I like doubt it. he is. So you're delegating then. Let them, let them feel good about themselves. It. You just said you leave it to other people. Oh Did he just God. say that, Yock? <laughs> you're bored. <laughs> you put up two questions and you don't like either one of them. Good. I'd rather make fun of you. You said I leave it to other people. As is a did he say that like in a position of authority? I am in I no let, position I of authority the on the NBA schedule. <laughs> the hell, if you will. I'll work on football scheduling. I don't work on basketball scheduling. Okay, fine. I mean, you can't do it all. Even you can't do it all. <sighs> As much as the channel two people tell me, and that's the one thing I miss now since I got fired, is that I don't I don't hear them ragging on you anymore, and so that that bothers me. That was always entertaining, but go ahead. I, I don't. Uh, but if they want to try it, try it. I personally don't see the point. But I, I've never heard expand the court, and I'm all for leagues being progressive because things change. You know what was in the '50s, '60s, or whenever your league started. Uh, you know, for baseball back earlier, and we've seen football just make all sorts of changes, and it's more entertaining. You know, we 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 love the pass, but now if it's third and one, fourth and one, we also love the push. It, can the offensive line am I tougher than the guy across from me? We get off on that too. You want to hear the uh, former player tell us to get the pads lower? Yeah, that's great. But if we had a steady diet of that, that'd be boring. But now, because we don't, we actually have a steady diet of the diva receivers and all this stuff that they do, right? <laughs> but now, so when it's a short yarded situation, the crowd, you can just feel the momentum and the, the, the adrenaline just start to flow, right? Can they can, Are they going to get that fourth and one, fourth and a yard and a half? What are they going to do? Are they going to try a trick play or are they just going to man up? And we're tougher than you, a la some dude on the hill. I'm tougher than you. <laughs> right? That becomes and entertaining. He, you know, for all the conservative around, conservative uh, play calling and, you know, the frustration with the passing game, like Kyle loves his, uh, his fourth down gamble. Sure. Yeah. He's, he's run the numbers on it. Riverboat we're dude. Not, we're not punting this thing away. And I love that. It's two feet. Let's go get it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And let's see, we're tougher than you. And that bec- that becomes, when it happens, because it doesn't happen a lot, but when it happens, it becomes entertaining. And that's what we want. We want entertainment from our sports. At least I do, and I think most people do. They want your team to win, too, obviously. Uh, so I think I- Rick's got a point that back at the beginning of this about the, the two-pointers and you don't want to see the same thing all the time. I suspect... Although he could be right about changing the three-point line. I wouldn't rule that out. I'd be surprised if they changed the width of the court. But I think there's a little bit watching Chris Paul in the playoffs. It's like the whole analytics of don't shoot the mid-range shot. Well, it's all based on you're probably going to, most players are going to shoot, I don't know, 45%-ish on those like 15-footers. Get better at it. And Chris Paul is better at it. He makes a higher percentage than most guys at that range. And I just think we're going to see players develop the point with the floor so spread and only one guy to beat. You can get that open shot. And if you shoot that shot at a 55 or 60% clip, and you can say, oh, there's no way they're going to shoot that shot. Well, we didn't think we'd see all these guys shooting 45 to 50% from three either. Like NBA players have such awesome hand-eye coordination. If you give them a summer... And somebody rebounding for him and a couple thousand shots a day, they might get awesome. And what's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? I don't know. There's nothing wrong with that. I think you make individual improvement on your game. Fine. I I just think that the game always evolves for every counter. There's another counter. 
And that seems to me to be the most likely counter. Fine. But maybe there is something to taking the three-point shot away. You know, and, and as far as Jerry not wanting to shoot the three and the twosies are making the three, the thing Jerry always used to say, which has really gone away, but I think it's partly because players just shoot the three so much better now. Players wanted to shoot the corner three, and he was always, you miss a corner three, it's going to kick out and be a long rebound and start the fast break the other way. Yeah, but well, that was the era. I, I know. I mean, we used to think that smoking on a plane was okay if you were in <laughs> row 14. But in row 13, you could I'm up in row 6, so yeah. if they smoke in row 26, what does it matter? Yeah. Uh, it matters. Right. And so, I mean, a line of thinking and advancements mm-hmm. and all that stuff, that's just natural progression. So that was the way. And look at the oldest coach, 72, uh, with Popovich, and they're still not shooting a bunch of threes. So uh, there you go. And things change. They evolve. And, you know, if you took a baseball manager, Ralph Halk, if you put Ralph Halk and brought him back to earth and put him in the dugout now, he dropped dead. Why is my third baseman in right field? <laughs> and what is a bleeping launch angle? Yeah, and all this stuff. So I think things change over time. So that, that the game is managed, uh, coached, played differently. And I, I don't have any problem with the way Jerry Sloan ran his ball club for 22 years because he was awfully friggin' successful on that. Times change, skill sets change, and players have changed. And now we got a 6'11 guy in Giannis who takes two dribbles and he's at half court. Yeah. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Brian Taylor, Real Golf Radio, with an update on the Open Championship. Guy's going low on day one. I guess the wind hasn't kicked up. Craig Bolojack's here at 830 and Joe Ingles at 905. Stay with us. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. Mark Medina, USA Today, NBA Insider. What type of contract do you think Mike Conley is going to demand? I think that he can command maybe in the 15, 20 million, but there's also concerns about his injuries here. Now, all that being said, I don't think they really have any other choice but to resign him. I know that the Jazz are over the luxury tax and all that, but let's just call a spade a spade. The reality is if he doesn't come back, like they don't all of a sudden have a vacancy that they can fill to the same equivalent because they're over the tax. They only have the mid-level. And so I think it's in their interest because they have Conley's bird rights to just re-sign him. It's almost a no-brainer that they should retain him and sign him for whatever they can. Hanson Scotting. Weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. The Top 60 and 60 is back in the Zone Sports Network. Listen every day at 1.30 as Hans and Scotty announce another member of the Top 60 players in the state of Utah as we count you down to the start of the college football season. It's the Top 60 in 60, presented by Cypress Credit Union and Icon Health and Fitness, right here on the Zone Sports Network. How glad are you the NBA Finals are tied 2-2 and Fletcherama at Johnny Higginson tweets at us, The NBA is rigged. Booker mulls a guy, and the ref obviously knows it to be a sixth foul. Fans need to start understanding it's entertainment, not true competition. It's all about revenue. The conspiracy theorists went nuts on that, PK. And you got to straighten me out, because you live to straighten me out. Because I miss obvious things, and then you shout at me. Was that not an egregious missed call? Okay, first off. It was the right thing. I thought it was a foul. So what? They don't foul him out, and the conspiracy theorists immediately go nuts. But if you're rigging the thing, you make the most money with a long series, they would have wanted to foul him out because it makes Milwaukee 
it makes it should, in theory, make it easier for Milwaukee to win and tie the series at 2-2, guarantee him a sixth game, make a seventh game possible. Wow, the guy's thinking all of that in the heat of the moment, huh? There's that, right? <laughs> but I'm saying if you're the NBA and you're trying to rig it, then letting Booker stay in the game is the wrong thing. You would want him out. Well, he'd already suffered, the team had suffered a great penalty. That That's rule-changing. They have got to get rid of this stupid disqualification. It's the dumbest thing. It's too that, big a he penalty. Had to, he, he was hot, and he has to go sit out because of a foul? He got his fifth foul with 11 minutes to go in the game, and he sat for five minutes. When he was hot. He'd had 18 points in the third quarter. Yeah. He's lighting And then it up. he comes back. He's not going to be hot. Nope. You hope he can make a few buckets. And that's where I really ripped Phoenix. They stood around offensively and just tried to go one-on-one when they needed ball movement and stuff to do their thing, and they didn't do it, and they got stagnant. And that's where I think they lost the game. Uh, trying to have Booker go one-on-one, dribble down the clock, and put up some shot. No, that that just isn't going to work. I, I, if you're LeBron, it isn't going to work. you you got to have these guys moving and cutting and slashing and coming off screens and all the stuff that they do to entail an offense. And once you get stagnant, forget it. You're, you're, you're playing not to lose. It's like the prevent defense in the NFL. Uh, but the way I look at it, sure, they knew. They knew full well. And the thing about it is the Bucks retained the ball. So it wasn't like there was a big disadvantage I don't have any problem with that. Yes, it is entertainment. I've come to grips with that long time ago. Long time ago. I mean, I think I was like 12 years old. When I went to the garden with my friend and he wanted to run around <laughs> in the finals with the Lakers and the Knicks, uh, I already knew then. I mean, I, I'm sitting there at that age not caring who's going to win the game. Even then as a kid, right? And I grew up minutes from Madison Square Garden but I wasn't a Nick fan. What is wrong with you? <laughs> well, I was a Nick fan because I followed them because they're on television and blah, everybody talked about them. You read them in the paper, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and so I was a Nick fan, but I wasn't a Nick fan in terms of, man, I really want them to win. I define my fandom teams that I follow more than other teams. That's my. That's how I define fandom rather than winning or losing. But I realize that's different. But I, re- I can remember specifically, I want to sit and watch this game. I'm going to be entertained by this. The outcome didn't matter to me whatsoever. But the, like, do, when I go to a movie, do I have to have a certain outcome every time for me to enjoy it? No. No, they usually, you know, they end the on rom-coms a nice note. all end the same way. <laughs> they don't go their separate ways. But I don't go see them. I get yeah. your point, but you know some of the great movies. Lots of people do need them to and, end. Right. Fine, and lots of people they have to have their team win. Right? Same type right. of principle. But for me, I identified early on as a child. This is entertainment. This is entertainment to me. So yeah, of you course like, they're trying to make a. a you a like buck. Forrest Gump? The love interest dies at the end. Spoiler alert! Oh, I ruined it. You oh, were just yeah. about to see that too for the fortieth time. Uh, so it is entertainment. And it should be acknowledged that it's entertainment. Why is that negative? I don't understand why we say it's entertainment and that has a negative slant. Of course it's entertainment. These guys, at their essence, are entertainers. Yes, it's entertainment. 
but they're just people who don't want it to turn into entertainment WWE style where the competition isn't real. So, but then and once that's you to do your this thing, point, that's to ahead. your point that the penalty for too many fouls, you need a penalty for the fouls. We all agree. But you don't need that big a penalty. The guy everyone paid to see or set aside three hours to watch on TV doesn't get to play the game anymore. Right. So what do you want? You want to go back to the old uh, three free throws to make two? So, yeah, they can go out there and foul on to Tekempo again, but, hey, we're going to give him a bonus free throw. Uh, you get get a, no, no, you points. get a free throw in the ball. And you get a free throw in the ball on the side is another one. But quick. quick. And then as you're, as, when you get to that eighth foul, it's two free throws in the uh, ball on the side. that's what you want to do. Yeah. But, I mean, they're, gonna, they're not going to be trying to commit eight fouls. So, at, at that point, you've got you to gotta have a consequence. Uh, I understand that. You know, in the, but, but if you commit three uh, pass interferences, you don't have to sit out. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, the quarterback just grounded the ball for the second time. Well, then eject Tom Brady. Yeah. He can't play anymore. Yeah. It, that's unheard of. If, if the third baseman makes three errors. Hockey sends him away for two out. minutes or five, and then they come back. It's just they've got to do something on that. To have Booker have to go to the bench when he's just blistering and he's wildly entertaining at that point, I love to see a guy get hot and get unconscious and unstoppable because then it's just fun for me. Not necessarily caring about the outcome. It's fun to watch that. And he had to go sit. And I had no problem that they let him stay in the game. Yeah, because then if I'm going to do that, then I have to dissect every single call and potential non-call that could have been a call throughout the game. I can't just pick and choose which calls I want to. Oh, they didn't foul him out. Oh, that's that's bias. They knew for sure they did. Yeah, of course they did. And it was the right thing to do. It wasn't like it was that outrageous. He didn't freaking, uh, who was it, Rambus against McHale. You know, and undercut them and or clothesline them or something. Clothesline. Yeah. There's right? bodies everywhere. Right. So it wasn't that. It wasn't like some massive hip check. Do we really want that? Do we really want a repeat of Steve Nash getting hip checked into this, literally into the score, underneath the scores table? No. And a couple guys go to rescue him, go pick him up. And because they stepped a half a foot out on the court, they're suspended. Do we really want that? No, that's why it hasn't happened again. Yes, that was Stern's lowest moment. That was brutal. Well, taking the Sonics out of Seattle. Mm. Lowest moment on the court. Uh, Come on, don't take me literally, man. I'm trying to get a poetic (laughs) license here and make it a point. It was was not good. Right. It was not fun. That changed the balance of the series, and that's what they did over some stupid rule? No, that's not. No, the fans didn't. The only fans on the planet were in San Antonio. The rest of the league or anybody who follows NBA didn't want to see that. No way. You want the players to decide it. Let them have their thing. It's why they proverbially swallow the whistle at the end unless they have no choice. Yes, exactly. Because it is entertainment. Still... I still don't understand why when somebody says it's entertainment, that's viewed as a negative. 
It's not to me. It's a positive, which is why the NFL has changed the rules a thousand times. Because it's entertaining. And NBA has changed the rule. Used to be able to ride the dude offensively all the way down. If you're, they all they did was hand, uh, hand muscle check. stuff. Because yeah, yeah, if you had strong arms, you put your hand on the guy's <laughs> hip and you can just direct him as if he was a puppet. <laughs> yep. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Brian Taylor, Real Golf Radio, coming up next. Get an update on the Open Championship as guys are going low on day one. We will talk to him next. Joe Ingles is here at 9 o'clock, live from Las Vegas. Australia getting ready to play the United States again Friday night as they tune up for the Olympics. Stay with us.